Welcome to episode seven of the Sourcing Challenge Show. I'm your host, Mark Longren. In this week's episode, I'll speak to Jan Tekser from the Sourcing Games in the Czech Republic to talk about how he got started in sourcing, his book, the idea behind sourcing games, and what he will be talking about at SourceCon in Budapest. This week's episode is brought to you by SourceCon Europe, the international conference for sourcers that's coming to Budapest in June this year. Go to europe.sourcecon.com and check out the agenda. The lovely venue right in the center of Budapest. Get your tickets if you haven't already done so. Use our discount code SCSHOW to get 20% discount on a ticket price. I first asked Jan how he got started in sourcing. Basically, I started like in 2009 when I discovered uh, a few, uh, well, basically a blog from uh, Glenn. And uh, from that moment, I started digging more and more into that. But uh, it was like, I read only a few articles. I was like, oh my God, what is the, uh, what is the Asterix is doing really? And, and, or not, oh my God. And you know, my, my, <laughs> uh, but I really started when I joined my current company uh, and I was really blessed to have really amazing boss in that time, uh, Justin and, uh, he basically gave me the space to learn and uh, show me that, hey, you know, we in the US, we've got something called sourcing. Uh, and I started learning more about that, uh, start reading more books, uh, articles, special articles, and trying to understand how all the things are working, you know. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and if I can change it a little bit, doing something else, make it better. And that's basically how I started uh, at sourcing. <laughs> but I'm still learning. And I'm still feeling like a beginner, uh, especially on, on you know on all these source code conferences. When I met all these people on my first uh, conference, uh, I met Mark, and I was like, Oh my god, I don't know anything. <laughs> so, so yeah, these conferences are amazing because you know you can meet so incredible people, and um, I'm. Really, really lucky that some of my uh, some of these people are my friends, uh, but they are so clever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they are really amazing, but and they are always inspiring me to do something differently, uh, learn more, uh, and basically, they, you know, Glenn. Glenn was the first first person that uh, I discovered on the internet, mm-hmm. and he's the reason why I start sharing basically or. Okay trying to share. You started sourcing games, what's that now, a year and a half ago, something like that? Uh, probably it was like November 2016. Okay. So, yeah, year what, and what was your idea behind that and, and what kind of made you think of it? I like, I like puzzles and riddles and I basically every, every time you're trying to find some candidate, that's some kind of the puzzle. Where you find it, how you find it, how to convince the person uh, if, if, you, if you find the right candidate. So, I, uh, and there's Jillian uh, trainings on the internet. Everybody's trying to sell you how to be uh, expert on LinkedIn and GitHub, whatever. There's millions of trainings and, and stuff. But uh, people only learn from this training around 20 plus minus percent uh, of uh, all the knowledge there they were shared there 
but uh, how you can test the, your employee or, or your colleague or how you can test your knowledge. Basically, there is there were there is no no training tool that you can use for that. Uh, so you pay lots of money for the training. You learn something, but you are not using it. Mm-hmm. And the best way how you can learn is to start doing this stuff. So I start learning and refreshing the knowledge, uh, and I start creating these games just to have some kind of uh, tool that I can use for my colleagues, uh, for my friends, yeah. uh, because ev- they are always bragging like, "Oh my God, I got a certification from from that uh, from the training or from that I don't know webinar or whatever." Uh, so I ask them, "Okay, so here's the game. Uh, you told me that you learned something. Just finish it." And they will start sending me messages like, oh my God, that's not a possibility to finish the level or beat that or, you know, I was like, okay, so you've got a certificate for that you are expert train, uh, expert sourcer. So what, how, how it's possible that you can't beat that like stupid, silly level? Uh, no, I don't know how to solve it, you know. So but basically the whole idea was to tested the knowledge of my friends and learned something. Uh, uh, but yeah, they are quite popular. A lot of companies are using them for uh, testing their uh, testing their uh, uh, candidates. Yeah, I saw uh, that, yeah. Yeah, and companies are also uh, agencies and companies are using them as a test. Mm-hmm. Uh, sources are using them for as a training for SourceCon uh, challenges um, for various hackathons and yeah, it's just fun. That really brought you on the map for not just me but a lot of people. It's like, who's this guy just doing these sourcing games and how does he come up with the challenges? Like, what what is your process for kind of coming up with new questions and and making our life miserable with them? Basically, uh, it's pretty simple. Sometimes I've got uh, some. Uh, some idea that I would like to, for, for a game and I start creating the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, the last game, uh, it's probably number 12. It's my favorite one. Uh, I believe only two people was able to finish it. And it's the, it's the hardest one, but uh, I, I love this game, especially for simple reason. Because when you finish the game, you will understand uh, all these answers. The, uh, why I created them, mm-hmm. and maybe you are going to be surprised because uh, you you will realize that you were searching for the wrong answers all, all, the whole time mm-hmm. because we are we, our mind is basically still in the box, and the game should should help you to get you <laughs> from that box. But sometimes some games have like seven, eight levels. And sometimes it took me two weeks to finish mm-hmm. it because I just want to be sure that all these answers will stay on the internet for a year or two. Yeah. I'm really curious how GDPR <laughs> is going to affect these games, especially when there are a few levels connected with the email of the person. But yeah. uh, in, in many cases, the email is basically connected with their profile or hidden somewhere. So I believe there will, there still will be some option how to solve it. Yeah. And I'm always trying to create the level uh, in that way that uh, there are two ways or three or four ways how to solve it. 
because it's quite interesting to see how others are trying to solve it because they are trying uh, different approaches. Now, uh, and one person reached me and hey, I can solve this, uh, solve this level. Uh, and but this is the way how I'm trying to solve it. And yeah. it was like, oh my god, it's it's really clever. I never thought that I can find a candidate, but I know through this way. So I'm learning things that because I'm sharing the stuff. Uh, so uh, that's that's the major benefit for uh, for me from this case, and that's the reason why they are free. <laughs> Uh, all these games, some people, like, you know, I like that uh, other sorcerers and recruiters uh, sending me some tips. Yeah. And basically uh, the game uh, 11 is basically created uh, by other sorcerers. Mm-hmm. Uh, so all the levels, uh, some, some, some levels are created by specific sorcerers across basically the whole world. And that's, that's, that's the part that I really love. And because as a community... Or the whole source code was based on sharing, yeah. uh, and this sharing created the amazing community around SourceCone, and uh, uh, we all uh, are meeting and on the SourceCone events, and it's like meeting friends. It's it's exactly. not like, hey, what's that guy doing? No, no, it's it's lots of hugging, uh, joking around, sharing, uh, lots of. Things, uh, new methods, and also bragging. <laughs> of course, but uh, but that's 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 the part I love on sourcing. It's not about me. Uh, it's not about you. It's about you know how we all can get better. How we all can find new ways, and uh, we are sharing a lot. <laughs> and you wrote a book as well uh, last year. Um, yep. I have it, of course. Really? <laughs> uh, one of the versions. I had the Kindle version as soon as it came out. Um, tell me about what the, the story was with that and, and what finally got you to finish it. Uh, <laughs> well, the truth is I was trying to write a book. And uh, I've got some kind of theme or topic for probably 10 or 15 years in my head. And I started writing, but I wasn't able to finish. So I decided like, hey, what the hell, I'm going to write the book for kids, for small children. Mm-hmm. It should be easy. Well, <laughs> I wasn't able to finish it. So I was like, oh my God. And I started writing more and more articles. Uh, so, uh, so, and so I was thinking like, okay, so let's, I'll try to create some manual for recruiters or book for recruiter because it's from my field. I already have a few articles that I can use in that, arti- uh, in, in that book. And then I start writing uh, the whole book. And after two years, that's the, that's the result <laughs> of it. Uh, but it was quite fun. Uh, it, I learned a lot. Uh, and, uh, and I'm pretty sure that uh, we'll also Hopefully, it will be one more book by end of this year, uh, but it won't be for recruiters only. It will, it will be a little bit differently. And my plan is also finish the finish the books for, books for, book for children because I already have the team. I already have a story. Um, I, I, I also have one amazing uh, uh, designer or uh, illustrator. 
so I only need to finish the text and it will be there. <laughs> okay. So what the, the second book that you then wanted to write, is that more, is it still around the recruitment process, but getting uh, more people into it or? I don't want to be too specific, but it, yeah. it should be about, uh, it should be for basically job seekers, how to trick recruiters uh, and what is working on uh, recruiters, how to, well, trick them or get the feedback, uh, how to get uh, the right answers and uh, all the stuff around that. So, well, hopefully, I already have like 60 or 70% of the book, but I'm too, <laughs> I'm, I'm too lazy to finish it, so... Look, you're, I'm, I'm, I'm happy that somebody can write articles and books and uh, yeah, so that people like me can consume it. You did a lot around, especially last year with, uh, with a lot of kind of testing in terms of email finding tools and different tools. Um, you know, this always, that's always the kind of thing going on in our community. And I really liked some of the, the testing you did where you, you took people who were um, third degree removed from you and LinkedIn and say like, okay, I know I'm not connected with these people. Uh, let me test that with, you know, these different tools. We could probably run a new one every month and get new results. But I just like the, the kind of premises of, of doing that. Um, tell me a bit, like um, in terms of tools, how, how do you keep up to date? Um, do you have any kind of main ones that you like using? Well, I uh, really like Amazing Hiring. Uh, I can see, you know, I, I see how they are developing and adding more and more stuff there. And that every month there is a new tool. Everybody's testing the tool. And it's, to be honest, it's driving me crazy because everybody is looking for perfect solution how to get the email or phone number and other stuff. But people stop thinking about how to uh, build basically the community around the company or around you, how to improve the network uh, to get the result, like more referrals, uh, how uh, psychology is working uh, behind, the, behind the text or uh, their... Or, uh, the font, colors, uh, words, and you know there are so many other things that are cooler than find the email because you can find email on every single person or almost every single person on the planet with few tools, uh, and you can reach into people uh, very easily but like one click. But all recruiters are always looking for the easy way. You know, it's like, okay, I've got the email, I'm going to reach a candidate. But the candidate is not going to uh, answer if you don't use the right words, the right subject. Uh, they are not running tests, so they don't know if that type of uh, subject is working for developers and if that specific uh, subject is working for, I don't know, architects or uh, designers any other uh, position but every single person is looking for the tool that is going to show them the email address yeah. I don't want to use the word that is stupid but <laughs> if you have job description that is really shitty then you could you won't attract anybody yeah. uh, even if you have email addresses for the whole group of people that's I believe people should try to learn or do more 
just to understand how basically the the the, the psychology uh, or or uh, the design or the wordings uh, is is working because it's more important than finding the email uh, because if you use the right text in the right way you will get the candidates who are active who are interested and they are already going to be really uh, you know really happy that they can join your company or meet with you at the strong and these are the things that I believe will have, will have definitely more and bigger impact in the future, especially uh, I believe in 2019, uh, it will be more about influencers. And uh, I, I described that like it will be influencer economy. Uh, so the personal brand in 2019 will be playing bigger role than ever. Mm-hmm. People will be more attracted by all these influencers, but they will be uh, and the influencers uh, needs to uh, the influencers needs to provide the the content, but interesting content. Yeah, uh, lots of people are just scraping uh, the the basic of the topics uh, they are sharing. Next year and years after, it will be more about the quality. You need to. Uh, learn more, uh, do some research, provide the content and uh, uh, the the sources, uh, because uh, the whole recruitment is changing, and it will be more about people will be looking uh, for quality content. We have lots of fake news and lots of stuff like that. So the the content with the right sources and uh, that is that has some quality will be uh, more interesting for people than before and the people who are creating the content or providing content it, it doesn't have to be uh, like uh, article it could be video or webinars etc they will they will attract more people and create communities uh, and uh, and also stre- uh, have more stronger personal brand that will attract the candidates into the companies because yes. when you are reaching the candidates uh, on the market and they already know you because you are the spammer <laughs> then uh, they will answer um, on your on your email or email more likely because they already know you and there is there are lots of uh, studies on that how people are reacting how you uh, so it's really important to create the positive brand of course uh, but not only uh, create a positive brand among recruiters, but all the content that you are creating needs to also uh, be targeted on the right group. So if you are looking for developers, you need to also think about that what they are going to learn because they need to learn uh, about you. Uh, uh, so it's like informal introduction. Mm-hmm. And when they uh, remember your name, and it's well, basically it's easy with my <laughs> surname, then uh, uh, they they will reply even if they are going to tell you, hey, I'm not interested. It's the feedback, and it's uh, you know, fifty percent of your work is done because you never know. Sometimes they will tell you, okay, I'm not interested, but hey, let's let's connect or let's uh, or try to reach me uh, after one month or three months, etc. So. 
yeah, the, the next year will be more about the influencers in the in influencer economy and uh, about people who are providing the quality content. It, it links to the article you wrote in the beginning of the year as well that uh, 2018 isn't about AI, it's about growth hacking. Yeah. Um, and kind of Facebook, that, Facebook group that's around that theme as well. Um, it, like for me, that links very much to, to like in between those two of yep. getting those growth hacking and hacking mindset, um, and by that building your your personal brand. Yep. Um, tell me a bit of kind of like you're thinking as well about that article of why you why you felt it was important to get that out there in the community where everybody was talking about AI um, and kind of trying to to change the, the conversation a bit. Uh, well, I'm not sure if I changed it. <laughs> because they are still talking about AI. Uh, uh, the AI is a great tool, absolutely. Uh, however, uh, every AI is good as the data. And if you read about the AI, there are lots of studies uh, how they uh, you know, basically use the AI, but the data or the result they get from it were false or affected by the data. Uh, and the data are created by humans. And that's the major flaw uh, I can see here. Uh, and AI will definitely going to be interesting tool, but not this year, not probably next year, maybe after like three or four or five years. That's the reason why I wrote it, because uh, I wrote the article because I believe that uh, this year is about create not your brand, but find a way how you can get uh, the, the result or spread the word cheaper, faster, and more effective way. And uh, the AI won't able to build your community. The AI won't, won't be able to help your brand because if we all start using AIs, we'll be using the same algorithms. Uh, so if uh, AI decided to both start sharing my articles uh, and all these users are going to uh, start using the same AI, the AI will be sharing my articles through them, and it's not going to create anything. No. Uh, or uh, and plus, uh, lots of AI tools are expensive. Some companies start with them, but they don't know how to implement them. So they can say, "Hey, we've got the AI," but the recruiters can't use it in proper way. Uh, and uh, the grow hacking and the, the tips and tricks—it's not going to cost you almost anything. You know, you can. There are so many cool things that you can do easily for $10. You, you can pay 10000 for AI or $10 and you will get the same result. Plus, uh, the grow hacking is very connected with the, the influencers and, and the personal brand. Uh, so you've got this year to learn the tricks, how to help your brand and help uh, to be more visible. And... Uh, Next year, it will be more about the quality content. It will be about the influencers. I believe it will be about the real work. It won't be about the quotes or short notes that make no sense at all. Hopefully, it will be about studies, tests, because only through tests you can see the, the real results and you can share them with, uh, with uh, others. And if you... Running these tests, uh, people will 
see you in the better ways and also you will get better credibility. They will start trusting you. And we are living in the world that there is like almost every news is fake news. Uh, so the trust and the credibility, it, it, it will, it's going to have the real value for many people. Uh, and not only for rec- other recruiters, but also for uh, the candidates. And if uh, you know they under, uh, see your name, or they they read one of your articles, see all of your videos, or uh, you know see one of your webinars, they will trust you more. Yeah. And even if you are the stranger, you are the person who is going to who is reaching them. You know you will get higher response rate. In most cases, it will be like in a, in a positive way. And it's going to have the same impact. Like if Google is going to send you, if somebody from Google is going to send you the email, hell yeah, you will answer it. Even if you are not interested, it's Google. And it's going to work for recruiters. If some really famous person from the recruit buffer is going to reach you and you know him, yeah, you will definitely going to say, yeah, let's connect, well, let's have a chat, etc. Because uh, you already know that person. You don't know him uh, or her in, in, in real life, but uh, you know uh, you know him from from the internet. So you saw the per- you know the personality, and this is the interesting effect that all the the, the personal brand has uh, on people. It's not cheaper than find some tool that will find the email uh, for you, but it will have bigger impact on all these activities that you are doing. And I'm not saying that all these plugins and tools. Uh, are not good. I, I like them, and I'm also using them some, or at least some of them. But it's it needs to be a little bit more about people. Uh, uh, you know, not only about uh, hey, I've got amazing tools here. Uh, let's use them all. They are going to solve all our problems. No, you need to give the feedback to the candidates, treat them, uh, treat them with the respect. Be always uh, ready to answer all of their questions, and if you promise something, you need to deliver. Even if you know something going to happen, you need to be honest with them. And there are no tools for that. At least right now, there are no tools that can do all that stuff and replace recruiters. Maybe one day there will be some AI that will write the article about me and uh, write the article about me and uh, tell the people like, "Hey, he is not good because he predicts something that is not going to happen." And it will be signed by AI. Yeah, and in your role as like you, you in more of a kind of full stack recruiter role, are you doing to local candidates or is that kind of international? As well? well, my team is responsible for uh, local and uh, the, the European market. However, I'm trying to work right now with uh, more with the data, how of finding the bottlenecks in the process and, and, and stuff like that. And I'm also supporting or helping with some roles in, in Sweden or Belarus any other, other countries and it's also uh, interesting to learn how the, the candidates mentality is different uh, you know what candidates in various countries uh, preferring or they are what kind of things they are looking for uh, you know, so it, you need to be always creative because when you are start searching for people from various countries Every single country is different. Yeah. Every single person is looking for something different. So also the emails and, and the emails and the phone calls uh, needs to be tailored on, on that specific region. And so it's, it's quite interesting uh, to, to learn uh, what, what people want and what makes them uh, change the job or, or send you the message like, 
hell yes, I'm going to change. <laughs> if there's sources out there that their company are going to start working or they have an office they have to start sourcing for for the Czech Republic, what's different there? Like, what, what do they need to think about? And do they need to change some, some of the ways that they do things? Well, you know, every, uh, especially our market or, for example, Hungarian or any other market uh, in Europe, it's specific uh, because the language. So if somebody is going to Hungary, Uh, or Poland, or uh, Austria, or Czech Republic. From my point of view, it's really important to learn uh, or understand the language, uh, because if the source and recruiter is able to speak in, in that language, it, it will give you the advantage. Not every single person is uh, speaking on the, uh, the right level in English uh, here in that market. So it's really important to be able to speak with the candidates, in the same language and also in the same terms. So if you're looking for surgeons, you need to learn or at least understand the terms that they are using. The same for developers or for any other. I believe the language in most cases uh, is the key. Uh, it will help you to speed up the process yeah. and help you to hire faster and better. But also if you have a recruiter, for example, who is sitting in Hungary, and he's doing sourcing for Austria or Poland or Czech Republic or any other country, and he or she is only speaking with the candidates uh, in English, it's also going to work. But if they know the language, they are closer to the candidates and they, uh, you know, the candidates can express themselves faster, better, and uh, they will feel more comfortable. Is there any kind of tools or uh, sites or ways of doing things that are specific for the Czech Republic? Well, we've got, well, LinkedIn is working here too. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, tools like Amazing Hiring, they already covered the Czech Republic and other other countries. Uh, we have some job portals that are typical uh, here. Most of our people uh, in Czech Republic are using not Google, but uh, our main search engine is called Seznam. Uh, .cz and it's it's like Google but like really small one but this is the tool that our candidates are using to be honest I didn't source uh, or I didn't use the uh, search engine for sourcing and I'll probably never going to do that because uh, I still prefer Google <laughs> you know but there are some few few small things that uh, are working differently here for us Um, you're going to be having one of the keynotes at uh, SourceCon uh, when we're coming to Europe and Budapest. Um, tell us a bit about what people can expect from that and uh, what, you'll, what you'll be touching on there. My topic for that specific event is about, uh, as I mentioned in the beginning, is about sharing and how to learn more through sharing. And I'm, going to, uh, I'm, go I'm planning to demonstrate how I started Uh, uh, why people are sharing, uh, what's, what's the obstacles uh, for people not sharing the stuff or anything. Uh, what I learned through sharing, I'm going to demonstrate or show a few things that how I learn new methods just because I start something. You know, it's like action and reaction. Uh, so the whole topic is going to be focused uh, about that. And my goal is to inspire others all the people who are going to sit there because I will be sharing my experience about sharing uh, <laughs> on the source code and the source code community is built on sharing. Yeah. Uh, that's part that I really like. 
So hopefully some people are going to some get some inspiration uh, and that inspiration leads to going to lead uh, some article or some test or anything and they will share something on the SourceCon uh, side or on LinkedIn and uh, it's going to help the community because you know we we need more people who are going to create stuff rather than consume stuff because we have a lot of consumers but uh, we need more creators uh, so we can all learn something new we, we don't have to do all the tests alone we will have the whole group of people who can help us to do the tests or be part of the tests uh, and bring the new knowledge and that's that's all that matters. For people sitting out there specifically in Europe who might not have had the, the chance to go to America to the source cons there, what would be your kind of words to them for why they should uh, should convince their manager or they should uh, consider coming to, uh, to Budapest? Well it's really easy and uh, source con is about people and uh, I was very lucky uh, that uh, my company uh, gave me the opportunity to go to, to LA last year and learn lots of stuff that I shared with my current team uh, or basically the whole tier organization. But I met really amazing people. Uh, I, I was inspired by them. I got new ideas that uh, I, include, I include into the book. Uh, I I developed new methods that are also in the book. I wrote more, more articles for the community because I was like, oh my God, these people are doing so amazing things. And it's like, they're like family. If you are a source and recruiter, you definitely would like to be part of the community. So if you are looking for reasons, the only reason is you will meet amazing people and some of them are going to definitely change your lives and it's really good investment so even if the company is not going to invest or get the tickets you should go there because it's the best investment in your life and not only the company will get uh, something from it but you definitely as a source or recruiter will learn something new and it's going to open your mind to try some new things new ideas and you should go there <laughs> yeah and if, if people want to keep up with you uh, what you're doing either if that's uh, whenever your your new book comes out and and with sourcing games uh, where can they best follow you uh twitter definitely uh don't send me the facebook message because or i'll think of facebook invite i, I got a ton, ton of them and i'm really not going to uh accept uh, most of them just because you know if we met in real life then yes why not but you know i still use my facebook a personal space and basically instagram turned into my personal uh, space that i'm not allowing to enter any intruder <laughs> uh but definitely twitter linkedin uh medium my blog my surname dot eu uh, that's my blog and uh, i'm posting lots of stuff on source code mm -hmm. So I'm everywhere. <laughs> Look, Jan, thank you very much for your time. Uh, I am looking forward to meeting you in, in Budapest, uh, if not at one of the conferences before that. Uh, but thank you so much for your time. So thanks for the invite. Thank you. you. Have a good one. Thank you all for watching. We'll be back next week with a new sourcing conversation. If you want to be the first to know about new episodes, make sure you subscribe to this channel.